Hello, I'm Gavin Horgan, Headmaster of Millfield School in Somerset, the largest co-educational boarding school in the UK. Welcome to the Millfield Way podcast. Here, you'll hear from teachers, coaches and students from Millfield and Millfield Prep School. Millfield is traditionally different, and this is the Millfield Way. this Millfield Way podcast in conversation with Dan Close. My name is Matt Davidson and I'm delighted to be joined today by Millfield Prep's Head of Academic, Dan Close. So Dan, how are you and whereabouts are you in the school right now? Oh hi Matt, Uh, I'm on good form thank you very much. I'm just in my office, I've just come back from teaching Year 7 History and I'm just preparing myself for some Black Death with Year 8. So before we talk about um, Millfield Prep School. Can you give us a background into your career um, and any previous roles you've had before joining Millfield Prep? Before I came to Millfield, uh, I taught abroad. Well, my first teaching job was actually just down the road in Langport in Somerset. Um, having been brought up in Yorkshire, it's quite a long way away from, uh, from the north, um, but I was enticed down here. Uh, and then I did six years working abroad uh, in Singapore and then in Kuwait in the Middle East and then came here um, as a head of year and have stayed ever since. Fell in love with the place and what's not to love under the shadow of the tour, steeped in history and history is my subject and obviously with its proud sporting tradition as a, as a keen sportsman it seemed to have all the ingredients and it's been a, a perfect place to work. So a keen sportsman um, any other personal interests? Is there any sports in particular that, that take your fancy? Uh, well, I can't play rugby anymore. I'm afraid uh, the, uh, the body won't take the hits anymore. But uh, since then, um, I, I like to go running. Uh, I've got into a lot of cycling recently. I used to do triathlons, but trying to get in the pool has been difficult. Uh, and just enjoying the, the Somerset countryside. Um, so you've been at Millfield Prep School for an impressive 24 years. Can you give us an overview uh, of your time here and how that's led to your current role as deputy head? So I started as head of year, head of year eight, uh, as the the school was um, expanding. Um, I've always been, well, my job uh, when I was teaching abroad was mainly in the secondary area of the school. And I came from Q8 as being head of upper school So dealing with university entries and A-levels and GCSEs and things like that. Um, I came into the prep school world uh, as a head of year and then I developed some roles. Uh, We had the director of studies, went on sabbatical, so I took on his role for a while uh, and have built up to be deputy head um, through my time in the school. So you've taught at all ages and you've also taught in a lot of different places in the world. Is there anything that inspired you specifically to embark on a career in teaching and academics? I've always been interested in, uh, in teaching. Uh, my my mum was a teacher and it of, often follows through the family lines. And uh, I've always been interested in coaching sport. Every year I used to go to California to teach football. Uh, to Americans, that's the soccer version, uh, and and I loved all age groups. I'd teach the four-year-olds and I'd teach the eighteen-year-olds, and uh, I did a, a B.Ed course uh, at university, 
um, with specific role of, um, of going into teaching and it's been a, a brilliant career. So alongside your role as deputy head at the prep school, um, you also work in history, like you said, uh, and games departments as well. Can you tell us a bit more about those specific departments at the prep school uh, and what kind of inspired you to teach those specifically? Uh, history is uh, the most important subject in the school, obviously. Uh, I do tip my hat to, uh, to English and maths. They're, they're just as important. Um, I like to tell the children history is vital because you can learn from your past and also the skills that we teach in the subject they will continue to use throughout their lives, whether it be looking at evidence, uh, judging sources, uh, finding out different pieces of information and learning that things do change. Um, and perhaps what is placed in front of you, you might need to decide and make a judgment of whether it's true or not. Um, and that's I found fascinating and we run a brilliant program uh, on the medieval uh, age uh, during years seven and eight. Um, and it really seems to grip the children's interest and hopefully it inspires them to continue to study history into the senior school, take it up for, for GCSE and possibly beyond. Um, from a games point of view, it's a vital part of what we do at the school and I think it's important that staff are involved outside of the classroom. And uh, when I first joined the school, I was the under 10 B's coach and then in my second year, the, uh, the first 15 coach uh, retired and I've taken up the role and I've been doing that ever since. Um, but I've played rugby all my life. I was lucky enough to play in some, some big competitions over the years and play against some, some very good players. And uh, I think that's helped me develop my, um, my understanding of the journey that the, the pupils go on with their sport as well. So history and, and games are quite different subjects obviously but is there any kind of teaching methods that you take from one and use in the other as well or is there any in values that you try and instill in the pupils i think it's just in, uh, enjoyment yeah that's we want the children to come into school with a smile on their face to look forward to the subjects that they're going to do and sometimes it will be difficult and we do um, expect the children to be challenged and accept those challenges but they must get enjoyment out of it. And I think that if they enjoy what they do, if they see the progress that they're making, and that's whether it's in my subjects, my sports, or across the entire range, um, then they're going to make progress. And then eventually, something that I will always say to the children, make sure that whatever you do, you can control your choices. So as they move through the school, keep working hard, keep developing whatever subjects you're doing so you can control your A-level choices, you control your choices of university if that's the path you take, and then you can begin to think about your career. I managed to be able to do that um, and I've been in control rather than somebody else saying, you can't do that. And I think that is the key message that we tend to give the children uh, during their time here and into the senior school. So that key message of control, would you say that's something that's maybe changed over the years or when you first started teaching was, was that kind of the same idea? I think that certainly when, when I was growing up, it was very rigid 
very structured. Uh, there was not the the amount of choice um, that children have now. Um, I think that what Millfield offers, certainly as they go up into the senior school, is um, high class academics where the children are working towards um, Oxbridge to um, American universities, um, Ivy League. So again, they are building towards a career that they may want to pursue right from an early age or something that you know just dawns on them as time goes by, but at least they maintain some control over what they're able to do. Definitely. Um, so back to you again. Uh, do you have a team around you at the school um, and who specifically do you work alongside? The beauty of this school is that the, the teachers all work well together, um, whether it be on the pastoral side, the academic side, from a boarding point of view. I am heavily reliant on the heads of department. Um, I trust them to run their departments uh, and ensure that they are monitoring the children's progress, the curriculum that they're, they're giving out, that they're develop, developing high quality lessons, whether that be uh, in the classroom or in recent times online, which has been phenomenal, by the way. Um, and I think that they in turn work with their teams. So it is a, it is a, a real team effort. Um, so for people who might not know a lot about Millfield Prep School that are listening, um, I know we've touched on kind of what the school offers, but is there anything that you would specifically like to mention to aspiring students that wanted to come? I think the, the big thing that I've found in my time here and what I hear from the parents who join the school is that the children have opportunities to explore what they may have not been able to do before, um, that they're challenged in different ways and they have a little bit more freedom to be able to, to express themselves. We will often get children from um, schools that maybe pigeonhole children a little bit and they, they perhaps force is the wrong word, but because of their circumstances, they expect children to do certain things in certain ways. And um, you know, we will often get a parent who will say, um, my child really doesn't want to do rugby. Do they have to do rugby? Now, as a rugby player, they expect me to say, of course they have to do rugby. It's developing character and all that sort of business. It's horses for courses. We're able to tailor a programme where we say, actually, if rugby's not your thing, give it a go. You may develop it. Or if not, we can find something that is going to work for you. And so you maintain that smile on your face. So your academics will get better. You'll have a great time at school and you'll get the outcomes that you really want. So sport obviously at Millfield is, is, is very important. There's, there's a range of sports that people can take up um, and it's also arguably a leader within school sports in the UK but evidently Millfield is a, is a school so academics comes first. How does the school manage students timetables and ensure that their time is appropriately prioritised? I think this is something that's quite unique about this school, Matt, is that we are able to recognise when children need some extra support in the classroom, when they need the time away pursuing their sport, uh, and when 
we need to get the balance. And we work very closely with the, with the PE and games department, as we do with the, the music department, the languages department, the art department, to be able to say, there's no point in you doing PE first thing Monday morning when you've been at a swimming competition over the weekend and you look absolutely exhausted, you'd be much better off serving your time catching up on some of the schoolwork you may have missed or indeed just having a rest, having a break so then you can attack your schoolwork and continue with your sport at a high level rather than trying to do everything and not getting it right. So I think the ability to be able to tailor a programme, to put um, a lot of our information, all of our lessons will go onto a platform that we call Shobi, um, so the children can catch up on their work easily and the group tutors and the house parents will support the children in being able to give them time and space. I know that particularly uh, yesterday was a year eight games day. Uh, there's a boy in my boarding house. Um, he's a high quality swimmer. So rather than going doing games, he came back to the boarding house and he got on with his prep and had it all over by five o'clock. So he was able to go and get supper and then do his rigorous swimming session. And I'm not aware of many schools that are able to tailor their programmes in such a level with the support structure around it. Do you feel like when, if you tailor the programme and get that balance right, do you notice the improvement in the academic side of the school? Again, it comes down to the children feeling comfortable, uh, feeling happy to learn, not having overly too much pressure in certain times and it's in certain places. And generally, we'll see the children flourish because of it. And that's our approach. I think the important thing to remember is we are a prep school. We are preparing the children for what is to come later. And often, I think one of the big things that I've found over my time here is the, the children um, or the young adults as they are when they return to the school and the parents will say, the school prepared my child or me for later life. I am able to prioritize a busy working life. I'm able to um, demonstrate that I can do numerous things at, at different times and I can cope with that because I learnt those particular skills at this school and I think that's really important. So when you just said preparing for future life then it just reminded me of so we had James Guy recently um, came back to the prep school to reopen the swimming pool and, and I saw you two kind of had that um, that kind of remembrance of where, where he started because he was a pupil here. What is that like to see a pupil? I know James Guy, obviously what he's achieved is, is inc incredible, but how nice is that to see him grow up and turn into kind of the role model he is today? I saw James day one. Uh, he was in my boarding house. Um, he pitched up with um, an attitude which said to everybody that I am going to be successful. The lovely thing about James is that there were peaks and troughs along the way and there were times when he questioned uh, what he was doing um, from the point of view of his times may slip a little bit but he would talk to staff, 
he would uh, come and um, have conversations with key people and recognize when it was time to have a rest, when it was time to build his program. And what I love is the fact that he will come back, he'll bring his medals, he'll ask about um, our own children who grew up with him in the boarding house. Um, and it's lovely, he just feels like part of the family, really. Uh, so looking into the future, um, are there any plans for the prep school uh, or any significant events coming up that you're excited about? Um, we've just got a new head has joined us. We're very excited about uh, the arrival of another Dan. Um, <laughs> not that that's going to be too confusing, but uh, we. what I love about this school is we are always looking to change and develop. We're not a school who've said, well, we've always done it this way, so we're going to con continue doing it this way. Uh, we've made some changes over recent years in the um, the junior curriculum. Uh, we follow now the international primary curriculum, which is a thematic scheme. Um, and I think that has really developed uh, the children into more understanding about their particular learning journey. Um, we've uh, continued developing our, um, our training of staff and getting them to look beyond uh, their departments, beyond Millfield, in terms of picking up um, different teaching methods, different experiences, so they can bring some fresh ideas um, that we can develop um, as the school continues to grow um, and make sure that everybody is just getting that little, little bit better each and every day. And finally, the last question I've got, if you could sum up Millfield Prep in, in three main takeaways, what would they be? Uh, it's a busy school. Yeah. There's always lots going on. The, the children will be, some of them will be up at 5.30 in the morning and some others won't finish until 7, 8 o'clock at night. Uh, and that's the beauty of it. There's always something going on. So it's busy. It's progressive. We're always looking to challenge ourselves uh, as teachers, as coaches, um, as, as a management team, um, as carers. We're always looking to find better understanding of, of how children are developing. I think we are looking into uh, well-being. Um, over recent months, we've obviously had the pandemic and I think what the children have achieved has been phenomenal to continue to do 100% of lessons plus games and activities um, over the internet during the lockdown. Um, the staff were phenomenal in their speed of learning and I think that actually typifies the, the attitude of people in this school is that they're willing to learn, they're willing to make um, sacrifices for the greater good to ensure that the very best uh, is available for, for all the children. Well, thank you very much for that, Dan. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> it's been a good pleasure. Fun. It's great. Um, well, and thank you also for listening. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode of the Millfield Way podcast in conversation with Dan Close.